Hello, 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 everyone. My name is Rahul Asnani, and I am joined by Nathan Greenaway of the Rogue Opinions podcast. Nathan, how's it going? Hello, man. Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. How are you doing? I am I'm super busy right now, you know, because I'm just going around doing things, you know. Uh, in fact, I'm not, actually, because the lockdown is here, and we have nothing else to do but think of random things to do. This is true. Yeah, so stay inside, stop going out and doing random things. I, I meant going out, like mentally going out. <laughs> I meant going to sleep. Oh, yeah, exactly. That's what <laughs> I meant. <laughs> so, yeah, so this podcast, we don't have a name for it yet. But if you think of something, but it's basically going to be a top five kind of ranking thing in sports. So what we do is pick certain topics every now and then. And both Nathan and I go through our top fives based on that topic and just give our anecdotes and our memories based on those topics and maybe see what we think of each other's ideas and go from there. Yeah, sounds sounds like a fun idea. So hopefully it works. I'm sure the people will let us know. Uh, if they do have a name, then tweet it at Rogue underscore Opinion. Let us know. Indeed, indeed, indeed. So this week, we're going to be discussing the top five competitions in football. So that could be leagues, comp- the knockout competitions, tournaments, what have you. So, uh, by the way, can we just like get this out of the way? Um, is MLS number one for you as well? No, my, my number one is, of course, going to be the Canadian League. Damn, you betrayed me. <laughs> I went down south. All right, then. Uh, I guess we should get going. Nathan, which one do you have at number five? Uh, number five, I've gone for the Euros. It's an international yeah. competition. Uh, the reason I've gone for that, being uh, English, there's a certain love and a certain expectation for international football. Like, it takes over every time any sort of competition comes around. It kind of takes over everything for as far as football fandom. There's always big hype around, like, who's going to make the squad, who should be in the squad. Uh, Like, the manager is kind of seen as this, like, I don't know, just kind of giant figure in the media, uh, especially. But everyone loves international football, and that will be reflective in kind of the rest of of my list as well but yeah i've come for the euros we've not necessarily done very well with the euros but has it not come home yet no no it's still it's oh. it it got close but it can't travel at the minute so yeah football football is staying indoors for now but uh but yes yeah, so i've come for the euros and no that's a good choice there because uh funnily i've gone for the euros as well for the fifth spot um it's because i think I would like to rate it higher because it is the first competition I think I ever watched. I think the Germany run was what really got me into football. Uh, I think I remember watching the game against Portugal, which was, I think, 3-2. Uh, and, yeah. yeah. And I think just the, the Germany squad at that time, I think I've always rooted for Germany in, in international competitions. Because, of course, I wrote for Bayern as well. And I started watching around 2008. So, 
and so yeah, so the three-two against Portugal, and I think it was three-two against Turkey as well in the semi-finals with Lam scoring the winner, and like in the dying minutes. And then again in the finals, it's Spain who decided to take over. And yeah, but I think I think those were like my early memories of football. So I would like to rate it higher, but I think there are just too many good options out there. Then, yeah, 2012 again, we saw... I think 2012 was when I was able to maybe analyze the game more and maybe understand the different aspects of the game, like maybe Italy and their defensive style and how they had Balotelli at the time. And because of him, they they had that explosive option up ahead. And I think it just worked brilliantly. And again, I think Spain continued their stellar international run. I mean, of course, they have the international run because they're a country. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, again, it was Germany losing to them again. Am I wrong? I don't know. No, I think we, oh, no, we lost to Italy 2-1. I said we? Did I just say we? Germany. Uh, India are never going to be in the World Cups. Anyways, um, but yeah, it's always been fun. 2016 was a weird one. Because France just steamrolled through it all, and Portugal won at the end somehow because of Edo. Uh, yeah, that was really funny. <laughs> yeah, because Ronaldo just got injured, he carried them through the entire tournament, and just Edo scored. <laughs> yeah, it was just really funny to me. But yeah, there are just these moments in international football that always stick with you, and since they come like every four years, it's always a spectacle. So yeah, I went for the Euros and the fifth spot. Yeah, I think international football's just kind of it's very different, and everyone kind of gets involved. Like, there's always sweepstakes at work and things like that, and people yeah. kind of just have a good time of it. Even when your country goes out, people still love it. Oh yeah, definitely. It's just like it's it's fun. It's yeah, and um, yeah. With that, we move on to the fourth spot. What do you have in your fourth spot? Mr. Greenaway. Uh, it would have been higher a while ago, but I think it has lost a bit of its luster recently. But I'm still going to rank it there. It's the FA Cup. Uh, wow. I love the <laughs> I love the FA Cup. Everyone kind of still loves it, even if it's kind of not seen as being that massively important uh, anymore. But it's still it's still fun. It's that one as a kid growing up that you always you always picture yourself when you're kind of playing the garden either scoring in an FA Cup final or a World Cup final uh, definitely and I think that's still probably the case like it is still seen as just very very important competition to the English game but yeah it's the FA Cup you think it's still I mean it's still quite important because of the history that it has yeah, only the um, and only the big clubs seem to win it. Like uh, outside of like a couple of exceptions, like Wigan, yeah. uh, there is still kind of the big clubs that are always there or thereabouts at the end. So they still do treat it seriously. It gets it just gets torn down for whatever reason. Um, but no, I still still everyone still loves it. Everyone loves it. FA Cup final day. Mm, fair enough. I mean, yeah, that's a fair shot. Uh, and the fourth spot, I have gone for the Bundesliga, which, I mean, the Bundesliga is amazing. Like, let, let's just be honest. Like, fine, the league quality might not be as high as the Premier League, but 
in terms of football, there's real, there's some really good football in the German league, and I think it has been for quite a few years. I mean, yeah, Bayern Munich does have monopoly over the league, but it's always a fun league to watch. The games are always exciting. It's high pressing, it's counter attack football, and it's really fun. And I think, again, I am a Bayern Munich fan, so there there is bias involved here, but. I mean, just some of the moments we have seen in the league over the past, I mean, for me at least, the, the things I've seen in the past 10 years, the development of Bayern Munich, the team we had under Jupp Heynckes, uh, going from, uh, I mean, just that, like it was like a perfect team in 2012-2013 when we had Muller, Tony Cruz, we had Lam, we had, I mean, what have you. We had everyone at that point. And it was just, we had Neuer who was coming up and... Yeah, it was just a fantastic time to be a Bayern fan. And just over the years, then Pep came in, the team we had under Pep, Lewandowski joining in, Carlo Ancelotti, who I'm not the biggest fan of because of his training with the players. He's always been a bit uh, lethargic when it comes to that. Uh, But yeah, he's, I mean, he was a good coach, but I think we still haven't found that guy to take us maybe to the next level since Yop left. I mean, the season we were not doing well under Carlo, I think it was Yop who came in and took us to the title again. So, yeah, I, I really, I mean, yeah, that's why I would rate Bundesliga. And again, there are just some really good derbies that we have. We have the Dortmund versus Schalke, Dortmund versus Bayern, uh, then the Leipzig, uh, I mean, the come up of Leipzig and what they have turned into over the past season or two. So yeah, I think there are these fascinating tales all over the, I mean, all over the league over the past few years, which make it really fascinating. Yeah, I'm sure it's a good league. I don't watch a hell of a lot of it, but if you say so, then I'll trust you. Yeah, because yeah, you should. <laughs> you should start watching it. I mean, it's really fun. I can't because everyone's at home. Okay. Why do you need to depress us every now and then? Well, I'm just reminding people. Like, if someone's out, if someone's out walking and listening to this, stop it and go home. Right now. Yeah, go home. You should be at home. You shouldn't be. In in fact, we won't continue this podcast until you reach home. Yeah, just let us know at Carlos underscore Fire eighty nine when you get home. Yeah, we're waiting. Anyways, (laughs) let's move on to number three. What do you have, Nathan? Uh, for my number three, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw a curveball out there. It's the Copa del Rey. What? Yeah, it's a giant competition over there. It is. It definitely is treated like royalty. Um, that trophy. Uh, it's always a big deal. I know that. Like the big clubs have kind of crashed out of it already for the season that probably won't finish, which is good news for them. But it is, it's treated like royalty, that trophy. Everyone absolutely adores it. It's a fascinating competition all the time. And I think it's just, it's great to watch to see cup football taken so seriously at club level. Yeah, uh, yeah definitely. Uh, it's prestigious, there's a ton of history about it as well uh i think the fact that it is just treated so seriously 
a tree it's so important just adds the prestige of it like every club wants to win it uh definitely and it's on it's on a pedestal over there i think you think it has dwindled in the past season or two what do you what do you think no because of what i just said <laughs> I, I, I mean there was a time when it was falcao and i think it the, i mean yeah when falcao was playing and in form i think that was the peak of the copa del rey and then you had the barca What? I mean, the you think Barcelona. the peak of the Copa del Rey was just when Falcao played in it? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that, <laughs> but I'm saying that's not what I mean. But my point was when he was in form and when he was playing, I think that's when every, I, I think not just people in Spain, but I think like, it was like a huge talking point, I think, all around the world. And then it became more of a Barca versus Real thing. You know, you know every now and then you'll see Atletico's swoop in there and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, it definitely has given us great moments over the past few seasons. Uh, with the, I mean, over yeah, like, over a, over a lot of seasons, and yeah. it's just the seriousness that it's treated. Even though Real Madrid and Barcelona do kind of monopolize things at times, uh, yeah. which is always going to happen, yeah, it's still treated so unbelievably seriously. And especially this season, both of them, both of them went out. Yeah, and you got to. And it's still so that's such a huge deal for kind of for the competition to see a different sort of final. And it's just treated so seriously, and which means that other countries recognize that as well as it being a big competition and it gets TV time like over here and everything like that. So yeah. I just like it. It's it's fun. I'm quite confused because you went with that one as your number. Third, right? Yeah. Interesting, because I think there are three clear-cut numbers that three, the three clear-cut competitions that fill those spots. But oh, all right. What what's not making the cut? I mean, yeah. Let's see. I mean, for me, the number third competition is the Premier League, which is, of course, watched by everyone around the world who watches football. Um, not currently because everyone's at home, as Nathan said. Exactly. But, yeah, but the Premier League is arguably the big. I mean, it is the biggest league. That's not a competition, but it's one of the biggest competitions um, in the world. And I think this. Uh, I mean, the money in the league, and which obviously raises the quality of each individual team. Um, but yeah, the moments it has given us over maybe the past decade or so, at least for me, from my perspective, I remember, I think one of the like moments that will always remain with me was when Wayne Rooney scored that overhead kick against Man City. Yeah. So yeah, and like like those things, and then when sit when you know Aguero scored the goal against QPR to win them the league. And just yeah, and you know what? I think just watching certain players flourish in the league is almost like a coming of age thing. Like with people like Raheem Sterling, with people like uh, Fernando Torres, uh, and I know I'm thinking I'm just thinking of Liverpool players at the moment. But then yeah, and one of the most important things was watching Liverpool from when Klopp took over. Uh, where they evolved from this mid-table team to just this juggernaut, arguably the best team in Europe. 
And I mean, this year was going to be the season was going to be the one where they finally uh, take their place atop the Premier League with the title and etch their name in history. But uh, we are in the situation that we are in now. But yeah, the Premier League is obviously just like, I mean, this is pretty uh, clear cut why it's one of the biggest competitions. And of course, for me, the biggest thing that the Premier League has given me is the Leicester competition, is the Leicester winning the league. And just the odds of that happening was so, so unbelievably low. And just the, just the way they just worked. Uh, oh, just that reminds me, I, uh, a question. Oh, which Leicester team would you say is better? The one that won the league or the one they have now? Uh, on paper, probably the one they have now. But yeah. I think the one that won the league would probably beat them just because they they were tenacious. Yeah, I agree. Like, yeah. Unbelievably, like quality-wise. Well, maybe not even quality-wise because they had a better, more informed midfield with Drinkwater and Kante. But they have West like, Morgan at the back. Yeah, well, he's a proper he's a proper leader, proper captain though. Yeah, he, yeah, he is a fantastic captain. Like, yeah. yeah, Wes Morgan and Robert Hoof were unbelievable. Fuchs is still playing good football now. Simpson, yeah. yeah, Danny Simpson had a cracking season. And when he got Vardy and Okazaki just behind, yeah. they're, 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 they were doing some damage. And they could probably beat the Leicester team of now. Like the Leicester team are now yeah. play very different football. Oh, yeah, definitely. Whereas with, with that team, it was just Schmeichel, Clearing it as quickly as possible, Okazaki dragging people wide so that Vardy could get through, and that would probably work against Evans and CUG. It, it, it would be fascinating to see that match. If only we had a time machine. And if you could duplicate people, because it'd be Vardy versus Casper and Vardy versus Casper. So. Wow, that would be interesting. Yeah. Would they just get confused <laughs> and shoot at each other's goalkeepers? Uh, probably. They'd have to wear different kit colours. What if they didn't, though? Then it would all just be a clusterfuck, and we'd never know. Indeed, indeed, indeed. <laughs> all right, then. What have you got for your number two spot? Number two, I'm just going to have to echo everything you just said, because it's the Premier League uh, okay. as well. It, incredibly prestigious league. Uh, the standard of football is usually really high. Like, obviously, there's exceptions, like that Derby side, who are just fucking awful. But <laughs> other than that, it's usually a league that's pretty high standard, especially when you look at some of the clubs that aren't even in the top four when you look at the table right now. And a lot of them would be there or thereabouts in pretty much every other league. Or they'd certainly be be higher there, than they are there. Um, also, I'm... This is just the money that goes into it as well. That means that it attracts uh, the best players pretty easily. Like some clubs don't even need to be have Champions League football to yeah. attract top top level players. Um, and yeah, it's just it's a spectacle. Really. I mean, case in point, Jaden Sancho is rumored to go to Manchester United. You don't need to be a top club for to attract top players, you know. No, you don't, especially. No, a lot of that is down to the money that's available in the league. Yeah. Uh, 
and also it's a it's a very demanding league like we've only this season is the first time we had a winter break whereas a lot of leagues have it like we play over christmas there's always the oh, boxing yeah. day football like before before boxing day football there used to be christmas day football like and i might be going before premier league era there but matches used to get played on christmas day uh, now it's boxing day and that's that month for a football fan is so uh great really like it might suck to be the players but oh well uh but for us it's like box <laughs> boxing day football is like a almost like a like a religious ceremony right and everything like that and it's just not the christmas and, part which is an actual religious ceremony but the football is actually no, bo- boxing boxing about. day is better than christmas day and anyone anyone listening to this will back me up that boxing day is better than christmas day what if uh, i said i don't you sh- i don't care <laughs> but yeah and as you say some of the moments like for me as a Man United fan having the treble winning season or having the Robin Van Persie season where he pretty much single-handedly won us the league uh just kind of and, some and then you almost screwed after he left <laughs> yeah yeah pretty much but still yeah. uh we still won it and yeah there's just some great memories and kind of some of the battles as well in management like when Mourinho first came in 2003 and then you had the Mourinho Fergie kind of thing you had the Wenger and Ferguson uh, kind of battle over the years as well and just some of the moments that the league has brought us that will just kind of live live forever really so and some of the teams as well that have come out of it all and the, yeah you said the Leicester season as well so it's the Premier League for right. me so a question do mm-hmm. you think the Premier League now is better or worse than it has been in the past um, as quality wise uh, quality wise it's probably higher I think football just continues to kind of revolve. But don't you think that this is like maybe the worst, not the worst, but like one of the like not so good Chelsea sides you've seen, one of the worst Arsenal sides you've seen? Uh, that's yeah. just, that just kind of happens over time. Like you're always gonna, gonna have that. Uh, teams are always gonna evolve and change and to replace them. There are still high quality sides in there like the Chelsea side might not be the best Chelsea side of all time but then you've got that Liverpool team up top you've got Man City who are always there or thereabouts Leicester who have got a good side so uh, you're always going to get it like you go back 20 years and look at the sides that were right at the top like you would have just had the Man United side that just won the treble and everything like that, you would have had Wenger and his Arsenal kind of revolution in full flow. So Newcastle. things kind of things kind of peak and trough. Like yeah, Newcastle as well, and look where uh, they are now. And I so mean, but that's to do, like, you yeah. go to you go to you go over to Spain twenty years ago, and it wasn't Barcelona right up there at the top. Mm-hmm. Like so, things kind of just change like that. But I say quality wise, it's probably. It's pretty much bang on where it's ever been. Fair enough. 
I just think that the quality like up top with like Liverpool City is like so much higher than the rest of the league that it just makes the rest of them look not as good as maybe they would be in another league I'd say um, I think Liverpool definitely City I don't necessarily agree with City are weird you know as like both of us have discussed their defensive instabilities in the past and yeah, I think the, I mean it's it's shocking to say that maybe they need a couple centre backs based on the amount of money they splurge every window. But yeah, I think just defensively, if they could just fix up, they're still one of the best. Saying, the yeah, we're saying that, but we're also talking about a Man City team that just beat Real Madrid, exactly, right? and so, comfortably. So, but, yeah, so that's and, but then saying. we're talking about a Liverpool side that lost to Atletico in a bit of a whimper in the end. But I think yeah, that's so I think that's like kinda, a, that's weird. a tactical game then. I think you talk about tactics at that point because the way Simeone set up against Liverpool is exactly how he should have set up, and and the number of chances Liverpool had, they should have just buried them, but they didn't, and it just came down to efficiency on that day. But quality wise, I don't think there's anyone who could argue that Liverpool is not arguably the best side in in the world. I guess. Uh, I guess yeah, you can you can certainly argue that. Yeah. But so, yeah, when you when was... you're at that when you're at that very top level, you're talking tiny, tiny, tiny margins. Definitely, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think it's interesting to see. I wish we still had football going on because I would I would have loved to see what would have happened in the second leg against Real in City because that was a really interesting tie. Yeah, definitely. But hopefully we'll get it. So, what's your number two? My number two would be the UEFA Champions League. Nice. Which I am I'm guessing that's not in your list at this point. Uh, but yeah, I think the Champions League over... I mean, it's the one competition that everyone has to watch. Really from, like, from the start to the end. Just like fascinating football over the entire season... We get to watch matchups that we normally wouldn't get to watch because of the way leagues are set up. Maybe watching games like Barcelona versus... Uh, I want to Napoli because, yeah, that's not something that people are clamoring for. But like Real oh versus God, City. Yeah, give give me that sweet Barca-Napoli match. <laughs> Come on, that was a God. decent game. <laughs> just clamoring for it. I just couldn't think of their face last year. So I just said Napoli. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, but, yeah, but yeah, I mean, there are fa- there are just interesting ties. I mean, I think the Liverpool Atletico tie was super interesting because they cancel each other out in a way. But yeah, it, it was an interesting couple of games. Then you have the game like like Dortmund versus PSG, which was fascinating as well. And you just see these fascinating matchups, and then just it's steeped in history. I mean, when you talk about some of the best moments in football that we have seen over the past decade or so. You think of uh, the Ramos header against Atletico that won them the La Decima. You think of the Messi header that won them the that won them the Champions League um, against Van der Sar and Manchester United. Then you think of the Bayern treble, the goal that Robben scored. And just these moments that are just like, you know, ingrained in football history when we talk about just the greatest moments. And just in terms of, the, I mean, not, not just the numbers that it brings, it's just 
such an amazing league to watch. Not, not, not an amazing league, but just an amazing competition to watch from start to finish with the way teams set up tactically against maybe teams of other countries. And yeah, it's fascinating to watch. Nice. Uh, no, the Champions League doesn't make my list. I thought so. And I think uh, we have the same number one. Probably. The, uh, yeah, the Portuguese Super Cup. Oh, the Carabao Cup was in my list, so. Oh, okay. Uh, my number one is the World Cup, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it doesn't really need much of an explanation when you talk about prestige and kind of the moments that have come from the World Cup. Like, even just the last World Cup where we got, us, England, got fairly close. Like, we got mm. to the semi-final and everything. We didn't necessarily get close to winning that match. Uh, but, like, the kind of energy around the country at that time was, like, it was addictive. And everyone loves, everybody loves the World Cup. Yeah. Like, even if your country's not in it, uh, you're still going to watch it. You're going to get to see some really strange matchups as well. And it's always the fascination of who's going to make the squad, where they're going, how you're going to watch all the games. And it becomes like a social activity of going out with your friends and watching. It can't even be like, it could just be like South Korea versus like Algeria or something. You're still going to sit down and watch it, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> and, exactly. that's and that's what World Cup, World Cups do in the final, even when England aren't really good, aren't really going to be in it. Uh, it's still just such an event to watch and it, and it only comes around every four years. Indeed. Like it's not, it's not every, it's not every year. And I think that adds to it, definitely. And it should always stay that way. Also, the trophy is possibly the best trophy in the world. Um, You're talking about the way it looks? Yeah. All right. Gotcha. Definitely. I presume yours is the same. It is indeed. And, I mean... I mean, for me, the 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 times that I watched the World Cup have been the best times of my life, because the 2010 World Cup you had, uh, I, I mean, again at that point I was still rooting for Germany, and uh, did we beat your? Uh, I'm saying we again. Fuck that shit. Anyways, did did Germany beat England 4-1? Yeah, that was when the Lampard goal crossed yeah. the line but then we didn't have goal line technology then so it didn't get given as a goal mm, yeah you wish you had VAR then no goal line technology yes I screwed That's up there. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, again just Spain again winning uh, they won three um, major international tournaments in a row which is I mean, just their dominance with the midfield and in-form strikers at that point. I th- again, I think by 2010, maybe Torres w- was not there at that level. But then, yeah, it's always been fascinating to see them. And then Uruguay with the the most infamous moment, not one of, like one of the most infamous moments in World Cup history with Suarez handballing and then, uh, yeah, sending them to the semi-finals but then they got knocked out by Netherlands but yeah the Iniesta goal everyone remembers that 2014 World Cup would probably be my favorite with the three that I've seen I've seen 2010 2014 and 2018 and 2014 was incredible 
because Germany was just on a tear. They destroyed Brazil 7-1. And yeah, and Spain again just got knocked out quite early on. Uh, I think that game against the Netherlands was that the first game of the not the first game that was like one of the earlier games of the World Cup. Yeah, but, yeah. yeah when the Netherlands just was it four 0 or something like that? They just absolutely yeah, battered them. I think so. Yeah, that was just fascinating because uh, it was uh, Van Persie and was that a was that a game where Blind where Van Persie did the diving header? Off yeah. The- Blind yeah. cross from like the other side of the pitch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> so good, so good. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just that was fascinating. And then you had Colombia, who did really well with Hamas shining. Uh, Cuadrado did well. I think Baca did well as well. And Probably. yeah, and uh, they were pretty solid. It was just a fun World Cup to watch. The finals were like, yeah, Higuain. Oh my God! If I were Messi, <laughs> imagine I, I'd actually murder Higuain for the number of times <laughs> yeah. he screwed up for them. It's it's unbelievable. But yeah, and Germany went on to win. I had fun, and then 2018. I think that was a great World Cup as well, because some of the matches you saw, you had France versus Argentina, which was when Mbappe just turned up. Um, Messi tried to do his best, but yeah, not enough. Benjamin Pavard scored that. Unreal goal. Then you had one of my favorite games of that World Cup was Spain versus Portugal, which was I think three three. I'm not sure, but it had like that goal by Nacho, which was incredible. You had that goal by Diego Costa, which was amazing. Uh, Just the way he just bullied off the entire defense and just slotted it past the goalkeeper. Uh, Croatia did well. Which basically got Modric the Ballon d'Or. Which uh, um, Belgium versus Japan, where I think Japan went up two 0 Inouye yeah. scored, someone else scored, and then just an insane comeback. Um, France were always going to win. I mean, they just had to beat Belgium, and they did. Just tactically, were sound, disciplined, and at the back, and beat Belgium, and then just went on to win the tournament. Quite. I mean, that was quite predictable. I think that was the one aspect of it which just took away from it. But yeah, it was a fun World Cup. And a World Cup's always a time where the world, it's always the talk of the town, everywhere you go. I mean, in England, I'm guessing football's anyway is quite a common topic of discussion. But in India, that's not always the case. So especially when the World Cup comes around, everyone talks about it. And yeah, it's just a fascinating time to be a fan. And... Yeah, so it's just given us these moments in history. It's quite it's quite weird because when you talk about the Euros and when you talk about all the other World Cups, uh, you made a real point of talking about we, as in talking about obviously you being German. Uh, but when you got to the last World Cup, you didn't mention them. Uh, what you again? Didn't, you didn't even what bring, happened? you didn't you didn't even bring bring up Germany. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't the best time for Germany because how the um the match with South Korea go? Not great. I, I mean, I was laughing at the end. I was like, this is just shocking. What's going on? Uh, yeah, that was just really bad. I mean, the goal by Tony Cruz against Sweden was good. Yeah, that was good. He's got that free kick. Uh, no, I just wanted to make sure because everyone would have been clamoring to hear about your Germany rundown. 
for the 2018 yeah. World Cup. Yeah, I, I apologize for saying we. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, but yeah, that's just not just not the best run for Germany. Didn't go well. Didn't go well. Uh, but again, Spain got knocked. Uh, Spain didn't even get past the group stages after they won the World Cup, and same happened with Germany. Mm. No yeah. follow through. No. But yeah, oh. it was. That was, was fun. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's it's fun, and World Cups are always, always fun. They're like festival festival atmospheres, like every pub and place is showing them. So you've always got somewhere to go to watch them. And sport is at its best when it's bringing loads of people together to like watch it and just kind of have fun on an afternoon in the sun. And what better way to do that than in the summer? Uh, a nice World Cup. Indeed. Uh, but, but yeah, do we want to discuss our lists at all? Uh, I mean, let's just have a simple rundown. Why don't you go first? Uh, well, at five, I had Euros. At four, I had the FA Cup. At three, the Copa del Rey. Two, uh, the Premier League. And one, the World Cup. Noise. I mean, I was fascinating that you got the FA Cup in there and not the Champions League. Champions League, I think... I think it's dated and dated. it's a bit boring in its format and it has been for a while. Really? Wow, yeah. this is fascinating. Like getting the top four from some leagues, as much as it sometimes benefits your club if you're having a bad league season, like it's unnecessary to me to just have like, what do you need fourth place in Serie A? Uh, the Premier League. Why? Why are they coming fourth and getting rewarded with a spot in a giant European competition? Why is yeah. it called the Champions League, but champions of some leagues don't have the right to be in it, like with the pooling system? And I wow. get it's all about making sure the biggest clubs are always in it because they want the biggest clubs in there. But for like, like let's take. I know they're not necessarily. They're not. Are great they've got a hell of a lot of history but like celtic win their league and get a qualifying spot so they are champions and they get a qualifying spot but say like at the minute if the league ends now chelsea will come fourth in the premier league and they'll get the same reward of a qualifying spot so i think it's a very dated format designed to keep the biggest clubs in there like i don't necessarily think fourth place in a league should be rewarded with that so it's just kind of a boring format that kind of keeps the same clubs in it at all times so what would you suggest as maybe an alternative i think if you win your league you should be in it because you are a champion whether you think their league (laughs) is of a standard or not like you should always be in it i don't think four clubs from any league should have the right to be in the Champions League. So you're saying one team per league? No, I'm saying like two. Right. Why not two? And then you can then put, if you want to have third and fourth place in it, they go into qualifying. They have to qualify for it. Like, But having some league champions having to go through qualifying because of some very dated European point system that no one knows anything about, like is is strange to me. 
Like, because based on the point system, which uh, which UEFA uses f- that no one understands or brings up, we Manchester United we would be in it every single season. Yeah. Okay. In that way, and that okay. seems wrong. Like that's Indeed. not right because our results don't back that up. So it's it's a very strange competition that I think is just designed to have the biggest clubs always in it. And it's fascinating to see that you bring that up as a negative one because for me that's like a positive point. No, because it stops competition. It creates monopolies. That's how but, you, they, the Champions League is monopolized by the biggest by the biggest clubs. But that's how it should be. It's the Champions League. Yeah, but why are four teams from any league automatically getting in it when three of them aren't champions? Oh. Like, do you get what I mean? Like, you're not you're not rewarding people for having the best seasons anymore at that point. But then I don't think it's fe- I don't think it's feasible for such a for a competition of that stature to maybe have thirty two teams in which there'd be many of just random leagues, maybe like yeah. I'm I'm not gonna like maybe you talk about the Romanian leagues. Why are those leagues in you? Then why are those leagues in UEFA? Like, I, I get I get your point, but then point. yeah. That's what I see. It's dated. It's it's the same every single season. It's pretty much the same. And but it's fascinating to watch. There's no, it's not because it's just the same thing. You know what's going to happen. Barcelona are going to go free up on someone and fuck it up. Yeah. Like Bayern Munich are going to be there or thereabouts. Real Madrid are probably going to be there near the end. Man City won't do anything of worth. PSG won't do anything of worth. There'll be <laughs> one surprise team, yeah, which last season was Spurs, who might make a run in. And other than that, it's just um, I just think it's a dated format that is kind of boring, to be honest. Fair enough, but I think like the competition, the way it pits the best teams in Europe against each other. I get your point of like the four teams should not really qualify, but I think the alternative is not feasible financially for a competition yeah, of that's that structure. It's, it's, so it comes down to money, and that's why yeah. I'm saying they are ensuring the biggest clubs always are in it by giving the Premier League four spots by giving Serie A four spots by giving La Liga four spots and their argument would be well Spanish teams have always done the best you're yeah. like no two of them have yeah <laughs> like, okay. maybe three <laughs> like like a few of them have but it doesn't mean they have a god-given right to be in the competition which okay. is what UEFA is handing the leagues so you just ramp it up if you want more competitions mix like better matches and more competitions and more interesting matchups and mix it up at some point i mean it's it's ideally i get your point but i think doing it it's not a very easy thing to do because yeah if a team does well if you if you win your league yeah you are in the champions league but then what? Then you have like sixteen decent teams. Not even sixteen decent teams. You have less than that. But those other teams, smaller teams, don't get the opportunity to become decent teams because they they have to go through qualifying. They don't. So they don't get all the financial rewards unless they qualify for the Champions League. Like right. you hear it every season with Celtic. They win their league, and it's like, oh, Celtic are going to lose out on ten million or whatever because they're not they. They don't then get through qualifying. You're like, well, they're champions. Like yeah. Chelsea aren't champions. 
they're fourth by like two points. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? But they're going to get. They're going to also. They're going to get one qualifying match. Celtic have to go through like two rounds of qualifying. Yeah, yeah. One of them's a league champion, and the other came fourth. Like it's backwards, me. You're not. You're not rewarding champions a lot of the time. Like you just and the pool system to create the groups. I think it's just boring as well. Yeah, I, I get it that. It just creates I, yeah. the same groups. Like we near enough have the same, pretty much the same mix of the same teams in the same groups every single year. Yeah. So it's just it's too samey. Fair enough. I mean, that's quite interesting because I didn't think about it in that way. Yeah. Plus, the Europa League's better anyway. Uh, really? <laughs> nah, there's too many matches in the Europa League. <laughs> there's so many matches. It's unbelievable. Um, so, yeah, it's what would you say? Like some of the champ- league champions, the, the league winners that are there in the Europa should maybe be in the Champions League. They should because they're champions. Like that's the point is that if you win if you but, win but your league But they will be able to compete. They will never be able to compete though. Yeah, but you're not giving them the opportunity to compete because they don't make it because they're chucked into a lesser competition despite achieving more than some of the teams that automatically get in there. Like why is third place like tell me, why is third place in La Liga an automatic Champions League spot? What did mm. you achieve by coming third? Why, you why are you automatically yeah. in it, though? Uh, right, I get your point. But then would you say a team like Victoria Pilsen deserves to be in the Champions League? Yeah, because if they win their league, then yeah. Because they have yeah. achieved more. <laughs> like, you don't get a bronze medal for... Do you? <laughs> like, for coming... <laughs> coming like, there's no... There's nothing, there's nothing like that. So you're saying, oh, these, these teams, they're not good enough. But they also don't get the opportunity to become good enough. If they get an automatic spot, they're going to be more attractive prospect to players who are then going to want to go there. So they might be able to grow something over time if they keep winning their league. Whereas like just chucking Atletico Madrid in there because they came third in the Liga. Although they're a bigger name and they're a bigger club and they've got all the money from... They're not shady owners. Then, uh, like, sure, you're going to say Atletico are a better team, so they should be in there, but they're because they're being rewarded for mediocrity. Right, but I think, I mean, okay. it's a, you're you're right when you say financially. That's the yeah. reason they're doing it. They're doing it because Atletico Madrid are a more are a bigger prospect. They're going to draw more eyes onto the product. But they're also getting in there by not winning anything. Yeah, okay, I get your point. I mean, so maybe they should just have like top two of the biggest leagues. Because... I think that would be more interesting. I think that would make it a way more prestigious tournament. So maybe make a top two and then change the name from Champions League to Champions and Runners-Up League. Yeah, you could do that. But I think that's some way to make it more prestigious. Definitely. Yeah. Or make it so you say... Okay, if you're a champion of the league, you win it. And also, all the leagues, you have to give an automatic qualifying spot to the winner of your biggest cup. So the FA Cup, for example. Like, right. If they said that, that would be way more interesting. That would be way more interesting than every season 
being like, oh, the race for fourth. You're like, so you're like, come on, guys. Then, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, but then you think, I get your point. <laughs> but like, I mean, that's a good point. But my problem is when you talk about, let's say, La Liga, even the Premier League, you know, our Premier League in that discussion, you will 90, 90% of the time have the same champions. You'll have Liverpool going through. You'll have either Real or Barca going through. You'll have Bayern going through. Liverpool winning their first league for 30 years is always the same champions. Mate, listen to me. No, 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 no. No, no, no. One second, one second. I, I, I mean, I'm not being dumb here. Last year, the points were 98 and 97. Who? No one else is getting those points. The top two teams, City and Liverpool, are way better than the rest. So fine, you take those yeah, two, right? So, they are at the mo- yeah. they are at the moment. But if you go back, if you go back like well, five yeah. six years, it wasn't like it was yeah. City and United or City and somebody else. Like it's it's not always the same. It's not like a Bayern situation. To right. be fair. Fine. So let's take away. Okay, fine. I'll take away Premier League because the league has a lot of money. So yeah, I can see teams getting higher, like better talent and maybe evolving into the best team. I can see that. So let's take Premier League out of the discussion. Then you have the La, La Liga, for example. You have either Real or Barca. You have in Germany. You most of the time would have Bayern, Juventus, PSG. In the Champions League, you'll have for most of the time the same teams going through. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you see, yeah, like, I mean... So it's boring. (laughs) So even if you do your method of champions going through, yeah, there'll be more of a representation for maybe the champions of the lower leagues, but then you'll still have the same pool almost every time going... It's fine if you're going to have... But there's no way to stop the best clubs winning the competition. What I'm saying is just making it fairer to other leagues and to the criteria. The reason I say I find it boring is because a lot of the time it's just the people who are going in it, the people who are in it automatically, in my eyes, they shouldn't be there. Because they haven't earned it. Yeah, they haven't earned anything. Like they've done, they've done nothing to be there. Like they might have had a decent season for them, but they came third or fourth and they're getting qualifying spots or automatic spots for the biggest European competition like why no fine i get that i get that point but then so that's my only point that's why i don't think that's why i don't rate the champions league that highly it's fine to say oh it's it's the biggest european competition it is in it is in scope yeah but in prestige and in like the things that make a competition mean something there's a lot of teams that shouldn't be there but then okay okay one last thing about this when you're talking about financial advantages or, re- or financial rewards a champion should get, even if they're in the lower league, which they can get from maybe qualifying for the Champions League. In that case, let's say in the Romanian league, you have Cluj going through. They win and they're in the Champions League. Soon, with the rewards that they get in the league, they'll be far off like the number two spot they'll just keep getting better in the league which will like solidify their place in their league which would mean that every year we see the same team come ahead well, then you got to look at how our other like just because you got the most money doesn't necessarily you'll build the best team like yeah they'll be rewarded for being 
for being the champions, but that's also just the right the champions should have. Right. Like, because the way it's going at the minute, they're just being held back. Like the other leagues are just being held back in terms of the Champions League. Like Ajax did something pretty great last season, but then look at what happened. They get they get ransacked of their best players, and they didn't even get out of the group. Right. Whereas if it was a little bit fairer spread across, like there's not a lot we can do. I don't know what Cluj's financial situation is, but like PSG have never done anything in the Champions League, and they've got all the money in the world. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're going to build the best team. Um, they, Who did they, PSG lose to last year? Oh, they lost to Manchester United. Oh, yeah. Man- and again, y'all made top four, right? No, we didn't. Didn't you? Uh, of course Not you last season. No, we were in the... Uh, we did... We did uh, like that the season before, yeah. But last yeah. season, we didn't make top four. No, but that's that's my point. The last last season when y'all made top four and you qualified for this competition, if y'all were able to knock out the champions, that doesn't mean that the champions are better. Yeah, but they're still champions. <laughs> right. Okay. No, that's <laughs> my point. Is that they, it shouldn't be about because, yeah, that's fun. Like they can still go on and lose to teams that aren't necessarily seen as being as good as them. My only point is, my point is basically the qualifying scenario and how it, basically ensures that you're always going to get the biggest teams that will bring the best financial reward to the competition rather than looking at people that actually do the criteria of what the competition was supposed to be. And the competition was supposed to be the champions of Europe in a competition who's the best and can go to a club world cup to represent Europe. That's what the competition was. But now it's just, oh, well, Spanish teams are doing really well, so we're going to give them an extra spot. Yeah. So then a team that actually did become a champion doesn't have a spot because fourth place in Serie A deserves it because Juventus did something once. So, yeah, so your point is basically about the principle of the competition. Yeah, I think it's a bit soulless. Fair enough. I mean, football is turning soulless, but yeah. Yeah, it's like there's some shining lights there that keep it up. But, you know, you also look at, you you can see what it is when it gets to final today and you hear how many tickets are put aside for sponsors and people like that. Yeah, I I agree. The Champions League is just, it is. It's a money-making machine. Yeah, and I think it's lost it. I think it's lost its prestige along the way. And I don't think it's a particularly fair competition in some in the qualifying aspect that I've just said. It does give you some good matches and some interesting matchups, yeah. but I just don't think it's there's just not a lot there really, like so, outside of yeah. that. It's just a bit boring. Like it's like a pre-season tournament where you just get you just get to fantasy book whatever teams you want in it. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. So I think we should get hashtag Cluj for prestige going on Twitter, and I think. Yeah, I mean they lost. They lost in qualifying, I think, um, at some point. So they were in the Europa League. I think. I think the champions of leagues should have an advantage. Maybe you can have two of each league and then give the champions some advantage. I think being a champion, if, even if you're going to take two, I think champions should be given uh, some form of advantage because they have won the league. So. Yeah, 
Otherwise, there's just no point to it, and they'll they'll always just be a small they'll always just be a small league unless some yeah. miracle happens. So unless you want to give some rep, like grow football across Europe and give these leagues some notice, then stop chucking champions into like first round qualifying matches. Fair enough. I think that's that's a good discussion that we just had there. Yeah. Sure. so i think yeah we like diverge from the main topic but yeah that was a fun discussion my top five i'll just go through it quickly if i can find it i think it was i went for the euros to begin with uh number five then i had bundesliga the fourth position premier league in the third ucl in the second and number one same as you the world cup way so that was a fun discussion we had there. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So hopefully the people will let us know what their top five competitions are. Indeed. Tweet us at rogue underscore opinion. Is that correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, any other big podcasts going up on the feed? Yeah, you can find me if you want to speak to me at Nathan Greenaway. There's loads of stuff. Uh, coming up there's some more the year is to to come that'll be probably next week at some point uh wrestlemania or what's left of wrestlemania is right around the corner uh so there's a comp there's the predictions competition myself and jimmy baxter against paul from scott and paul's rambling podcast and of course my nemesis scott as well will be there so that'll be going be a nice review going up hopefully the next day or the day after the two nights of wrestlemania and yeah other than that there's just a bantam munich podcast every single week uh the naked men podcast will be back uh we haven't got it recorded yet because things have been kind of hectic but we're hoping to get that recorded and get back on track with that and uh other than that rahul this this was fun my list is probably better than yours Probably not, probably not, because you are a semantic fuck. But yeah, that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. So I'm sure we'll do this again at some point. For sure. All right, then. Thank you for listening. All right. Thank you. Goodbye. So this isn't over The pressure's on